0: Hope you're having an amazing day, and welcome to another episode of the Meathead on the Mic podcast. It's your returning champion, IFBB pro Matt Butale coming at you with another topic. And today, I'll be introducing myself to the new meet head on the mic listeners podcast supporters uh, of 2023 all right so if you've been listening to my podcast since I've been podcasting since 2020 um stick around you might learn something new about me that you didn't know but if you are new here then definitely you might want to give me your undivided attention to learn a little bit about what this podcast is about Why I do this podcast and how it actually can help you and why you should listen to it. Okay. Um, But before we dive in, please take the time to invite somebody else who you know might need to hear a motivational word or something encouraging or learn something about fitness. Share this out to them. They don't have to watch this live with you if you're watching this live. um, You can just let them know that you're tuning in. Don't be selfish. Share the information. Okay. Let's get into it. All right. Today, my intention is a lot more different than normally it would be, you know, on any other day. On any other day, I at, on the Meet Head on the Mic podcast, we usually talk about mindset, um, mental health. We talk about, you know, fitness. We talk about health. We talk about pretty much anything. Any guy that wants to prove themselves will end up going through at one point or another, right? But today. We are doing something very different and sort of to honor the new listeners of 2023 by, you know, simply giving an introduction. I I realized that there are a lot of people that are new here that, you know, have just started following and just, you know, heard about me or really just want to get into fitness and don't know how to do it. They don't have like an outlet. And that was one of the many reasons I actually decided to, you know, start this podcast to give those people, those newbies an outlet where they can go to learn, but it's also, like, kind of half-serious, where, like, no one's really judging you, no one's, like, you know, telling you you're an idiot because you don't know something, like, I talk about pretty basic shit that other people might feel too afraid to ask or to talk about with another, like, gym guy, or, like, you know, say you go to the gym, you see someone that's fucking yoked as a guy, right, you go to another guy that's yoked, there's an intimidating factor, and I know, you know, it exists, right, My intention is to show you that meatheads aren't necessarily meatheads with this podcast and that you can ask me questions. Shit, you can even roast me. We can laugh about shit. And, you know, it's just like it as it would be in the gym, or at least that's my intention, you know, for you to be lighthearted, to understand the value of connection with other people that, you know, have what you want. In this case, a nice body and learning how to get it right. But mainly helping you build that courage so that next time you see a meathead in your local gym. You don't feel afraid. You don't have that stigma towards them like they're an asshole or that they're not here to help you or that, you know, they don't like you just because they're jacked. I want to dismantle that. Okay. That's like one of the main reasons why we've got this. That's the main culture in the Natural Nomad Academy, which is the um, coaching company that I do have for my athletes and my fat loss clients. That's just how it is. It's who I am. And it's that's that's why I'm here to help you guys and girls feel more welcome into the gym, especially if you're new there. All right. That's the basis of this podcast. But. I'm doing something a little bit different today. As I said earlier on, I will be introducing myself to the new listeners, the new followers of 2023, and my way that I thought of doing so would be like literally just spilling the beans, telling you what I've been through and just giving you a little like quick time lapse. So today in this episode I'm going to give you a little time lapse, you know, basically of me going from 0 to 24, which is cuz I'm 24 right now, I'll be turning 25 in April. I'll tell you everything that I did in my life, and you might see some things there that are not pleasant, which is okay, because I'm not perfect, and that's another thing that I want to bring to your attention, okay? I don't want you to think that any social media person you see or influencer of that sort is, like, perfect, that they don't have anything wrong with them or that they never did, right? So I just want to be transparent. I'm going to open up the door, open up the floodgates, and let you know that I'm also a human being just like you. So. With that said, again, thank you for tuning in. We're going to be diving into it. And I'm going to give you on a year to year basis how I, I guess, essentially lived my life and grew up, right? And disclaimer I'm not perfect. So you're going to see a lot of fucking horrible shit here. Maybe some things you even relate with. Okay, so tune in. All right. I'll be 25 in April. And here's how my life has been so far. All right. And again, for those of you that don't know, I'm an IFBB pro. You know, I, I've, I've won national several times as a, as a natural bodybuilder, and, you know, I used to compete as a freestyle wrestler. I've been an athlete for years on years, and although it might appear that my life is like, oh, this, this kid just works hard and gets whatever he wants, it's not that way. Okay, so here's a quick time lapse. At zero years old, when I was just born, I was welcomed into this world with my twin brother, an older sister, and two loving parents. So, for those of you that don't know, yes, I'm an identical twin, and now you know that. okay don't ask me questions about where he is what he's doing because i'm not gonna answer them (laughs) so at age one just like you i learned how to you know crawl cry eat sleep and shit at age one and at age two i learned how to walk communicate and play and then by the time i was three don't know if you guys have this where you are where you're listening to this but there's just like kids tv show called treehouse i used to watch that all the time talked and played with my brothers and sisters you know as kids do and then by age four treehouse became teletubbies and, you know, I learned how to run, you know, eat candy, be a menace, and all that shit as as an asshole kid. And my baby brother was born, right? Um, then at age five, I was, you know, like a regular five-year-old, starting to get silly, you know, biting, scratching, and developing my own fucking personality, which is partially who I am today. It's like, I think around that age, I was watching, um, I watched The Hulk for the first time, the 2003 version, with Eric Habana. And then that's like, I think when I realized that I wanted to get jacked that and also seeing Dwayne, the rock Johnson, Hulk Hogan, John Cena, triple H on TV, uh, watching WF of my dad, you know, that's the, the thing sort of started to like pile in or like come into my head where like, I would get these ideas of like wanting to be strong and like wanting to look like <laughs> my action figures that I collected at that age. And then by six, I started to socialize with other kids that, you know, kindergarten, after-school programs, daycare, and I discovered the Hulk for real, for real. Like, it wasn't just an image that I would see on the screen, and it was, like, something I believed. I genuinely believed when I was six that the Hulk was real and that I would see him in far, far off distances jumping, but really it was probably an airplane, and I just had a really, really vivid imagination as a kid. So <laughs> that happened there. By age, oh, also, and I'm just going to drop this there. I also had a massive crush on Jennifer Connelly. If you guys know who she is, then that's that's cool. If if you don't know, then I'm not going to expose myself, but I'm a human being. okay. so if you want to roast me on that, that's your opportunity. And it's the last one I'll give you today. okay. so by seven, probably like you again, I was an energetic kid. I lived for fucking recess, man. I don't know about you kids, but I went to school for recess, lunch and recess, which is the same thing. Right? I played with my friends, got in trouble, and had loads of fun. And then my baby sister was born in 2005. And then I turned eight the following year and I noticed, you know, my adult teeth started to grow, you know, started playing outside till the streetlights came on, and I never finished my fucking homework. Like that's just (laughs) that's when that bad habit started to develop. Also, I was addicted to um what is it? Budokai tenkaichi. And the other two games that were in that sort of family, I played my PlayStation 2 all the time. If you know what a PlayStation 2 is, thank God, you know, because you're probably a kid if you don't know. But again, that's something that I did when I was eight. That's how I spent a lot of my time. And again, I'm I'm telling you these things in detail year by year, not only to like introduce myself to you, but like for you to also see similarities in yourself, because part of this is yes, introducing myself, but another part of this guys and girls is to tell you that we might have had similar lives, but our outcomes are different because of how things change and how I react to the change, right? So what you might be able to get out of this episode is the thing that you might need to change in terms of your reaction that is going to get you the benefit or get you the result that you want out of whatever it is that you know, you're striving for, if that makes sense, right? So I'm, going to, I'm not going to spare any details because you might be able to relate to something and you might realize that we're a lot more alike than we are different and that you can do what I can do as well. Okay, so that was the last year, eight years old, of me being alive without ever having broken a limb. Because the next year, I broke my left arm with a, in a stupid bicycle accident. Not gonna get too deep into it because that's too specific. But you know, we would also play. I lived in an apartment building, right? So we would play, um, you know, like tag and hide and seek and freeze tag and stuff. And there's this one day that I pulled the fire alarm, um, you know, for hide and seek simply because I mean there was no real reason, but I got petty. Um, because I saw the other person on the other side of the door and I said, I got you, you you've been found, but they were holding the door. So it was like freeze tag. I got to tag them in order for the game to like, you know, freeze them or whatever. So, you know, it was two of them holding the door and I'm on the other side. I couldn't open it. So I was frustrated, Pulled the alarm. Um, definitely got my ass whooped as a kid for that shit. Cause I did a lot of crazy shit when I was a kid. And I was bad, I won't lie. (laughs) Like, I'm not going to call my parents evil for what they did. I think they were nice, they were lenient for the way they whipped my ass, because I was, if I had a kid like me, I don't know what I would do. (laughs) Anyway, um, by the time I was 10, I moved for the very first time, I cried a lot, I took swimming lessons, and I also, you know, snuck into the gym with my twin brother, because you know, we weren't allowed to. You got to be like, I think at the time it was, it's probably still is 16, if to get to train with a supervised adult and then 18 to train by yourself, but we didn't care. We just went to the YMCA snuck in and trained every time we would go home and play RuneScape daily. I still have the same account. It's crazy. Never forgot the password. Um, If you know what RuneScape is, shout out to you. You're like, you're a dinosaur now. How does it feel? Anyway, 11 years old. I made new friends, got in less trouble and spent my days riding bikes and, you know, playing at the park. Got a PS3 and watched Dragon Ball Z every single summer with my family. Discovered social media around that time too, which is funny too because I still most of my social media accounts that I do have were created when I was like 12 or 11. So it's kind of funny. Like I think my YouTube account, my YouTube channel, and my Twitter were both made in like 08 or 09 or something like that. And it's just funny when I look back at it. And I'm like, there's something that I made as, as an 11 year old that I use to this day like every day, which is just kind of fucked up to think about, but it makes me laugh and it's true. By 12, I started to develop a passion for poetry. My sixth grade teacher would always tell me about my artistic skills and it would, you know, boost me and motivate me to, you know, lean towards expressing myself artistically, which also did manifest in a way um, into bodybuilding, but that conversation is for another day. Um, You know, I started to pay attention to art, you know, which sort of falls into the same category as like the poetry And, you know, science and math as well. Made more friends, started crushing on girls. All that shit a 12-year-old does, right? The year after, I'm 13, I start being a little bit more rebellious in class, you know, because drama at home, I'll keep it a stack. I ain't perfect. You may experience this. You may not have experienced this. Um, But, you know, I did have problems at home growing up as a 13-year-old. I loved certain subjects, but I never focused. I played every single sport at school, and I also had an Xbox 360. It's something that I spent countless hours on at that age, to sort of ignore the problems that was going on at home, by 14, this is when shit started to get real fucked up, but in a good way, or at least, this is the, the beginning of the planting of the seed, that allowed me to, I guess, somewhat become who I am, so, 14 years old, I enter high school, you know, lost my virginity, started smoking weed, fought often, skipped class, played football, which was really fucking fun, um, and started stealing, you know, I also got my first job around then, And all this, all the worst things happened simply because my parents divorced and, you know, I just was a rebellious kid looking for an outlet that I couldn't find and just living as a degenerate to make up for it, even though it didn't make up for shit, right? Um, And then, you know, I really started to hit the gym more often to get better at football and wrestling because I was dabbling in wrestling, never really started that year. I started the year after at 15, but for football, I was in the gym as well. So I was realizing, you know, I could... Let off some steam in the gym, but it wouldn't really be my thing until I turned 15, which is the next year. I, you know, still working at a restaurant. Um, I became a wrestler because I was dabbling at 14. I went fully in and committed as a 15 year old, started wrestling, you know, continued playing football. And I found my passion for the gym because I realized that, like, outside of all the other degenerate shit that I was doing, that the gym was the only thing, the only place that I could go that I could spend energy at and, um, not only have a positive return, but, and when I say positive return, I'm talking about building muscle and stuff, but also having a positive return on like my mindset, like feeling better after going to the gym was something that I really, really, really started to love at the beginning. And even now to this day, simply because it's part of what made me who I am, but it also showed me that there are better ways to manage uh, shitty feelings, especially, you know, at that age, going through my parents' divorce and stuff like that, right? Because I was just like becoming a degenerate. Right. And guys and girls, as I said, I'm not going to spare any details for the sake of looking perfect on social media. Could give less of a fuck. I want you to know who I am because I know who you are. If you tune in, if you talk to me, if you DM me and you let me know some of your struggles, that's you letting me know who you are and what you're dealing with. And the very least that I could do is, is reciprocate that and let you know who I am. So that, again, it's an open door and that you don't feel like you're talking to somebody that's like. That thinks they're better than you. Because I know I'm not better than you. Shit. Some of the things that I've probably done are worse than you've ever done in your life. You know what I mean? So just keep that in perspective here. Other people online are not as perfect as you think they are. Okay? And if you think that way, then just continue listening to this episode. Because we are almost done. But at the end of, you know, 15 years old, when I somewhat found the gym, it was also a bad thing. Because, you know, I was... We'll talk about the good stuff. I was the second best wrestler in Canada. You know? Uh, provincial and regional championships, all that stuff, and then I quit wrestling, so that's when shit started to get really bad, and the reason why I quit wrestling at the time was I had a
1: horrible,
0: um, I was, I'll was. just be honest with you, I was a sore loser, I went to wrestling, dominated everything, and then when I went to nationals, I uh, lost on an 11-11 tie, so I was very close to winning, whatever that means, and You know, I just couldn't handle it. It was, (laughs) to be fair, it was also my birthday that I lost on. Um, But I literally went to the locker rooms, cried like a little bitch, punched up the lockers, stormed out, and never wrestled again. That's, like, what happened. And then because I didn't have that wrestling outlet, I didn't really train as hard. And because I didn't train as hard, and I also got kicked off the football team because I was skipping school too much, I just fell into a depression. I would start taking drugs constantly at 15. Right. And then moving on to 16, I started to miss instead of days, weeks of school, just sitting at home playing Xbox and then working and then repeating, you know, um, drugs and depression really owned me at 16 years old. You know, I started to have a lot more meaningless sex and partied literally every weekend and whenever my father would go on vacation, I would be the asshole kid. That, uh, you know, did those project X parties. Shout out to you if you were there. Definitely do not regret anything. But I was not, I was a really fucked up kid, probably worse than you were at 16, right? And shit still turned out better for me in the end. So just keep that in mind, right? It gets better, okay? So at 17 years old, long story short, I don't think I've ever once, since I ever started even as a bodybuilder or like going on live streams or podcasts, talk about this, but. At 17 years old, I almost—and um, for those of you that know me in real life, you know this already. I don't like talking about this. I'm only going to glaze over this because I don't want to dive too deep into this. But when I was 17, I almost got my dad killed. Right? Um, I got kicked out of of home, of the house, and stuff. You know, I started smoking cigars and partying even harder, and like got kicked out of school. Um, trained even harder at the gym just to try to make up for like that horrible feeling that I had. I had severe depression. Uh, extreme loneliness, you know, and I had a horrible relationship with my mother, substance abuse, and I ha- I really hated my mom around that time, 17 years old. Um, something that some of you 17-year-olds listening to this might even relate to. And I'm just telling you that even though it's fucking, like, bad right now, and you just cannot believe it, and you can't even see yourself in the future, like, having a good relationship with them, things can and will get better if you put your head in the right spot. So fast forward a year after that. 18 years old, I sobered up a little bit, you know, wasn't perfect, but I wasn't, uh, you know, as bad as I was the previous years. I decided to, you know, at that time, I wanted to be a cop, right? (laughs) Go figure. So I got my security guard license, I became a guard, I stopped working in factories and restaurants, and I worked full-time as a security guard. And, you know, I started helping my dad out a lot more. Um, And that's what I think when I became responsible um, at home, because it was just my father and I would like start covering the bills. Because, you know, he was a single father, right? And he always worked overtime, like 14 to 16 hours is regular for him, right? So I really felt like I owed him, especially for what happened the year prior, which we're not going to get too much into detail of, Um, but I ended up training harder and I ended up eating better um, as a result of being more responsible and actually living for the purpose of helping others instead of like myself. And my dad was like the first person I truly felt like I, I should start helping because he like raised me with the values that. I have now, and I I just felt like, you know, if anybody, it's him. He deserves my help, and, you know, I owe him for the rest of my life, and just for giving me life, you know, the very least I could do is just show him my appreciation through putting an effort into um, the same things he puts an effort into for me. So that's just one thing, very vulnerable, very transparent, I'll be open and honest with you, that I had to go through. Um, I still wasn't perfect at 18. I still partied every now and again. Um, and you know, I worked nights as a factory and then um or at a factory, um outside of doing the security. so I was like I stopped essentially doing factory work, you know, in a factory because I was a security guard in a factory at this point. it was it was funny because the same people I used to work with when we would do all the shipping and receiving and stuff one day came in. And saw me printing out IDs in a fucking security outfit. They're like, "What the fuck did you get promoted?" I'm like, "No, I just switched my thing and I'm doing security now." So that's what I was up to when I was 18. Work night shifts, and I also met my first true love. You know, like going around sleeping as a younger teen. Like, sure, that's something I did. But actually, I guess at that at that time, uh, I thought I met somebody that like you know I really really liked, and you know we ended up pursuing it until the next year. I turned 19, and this is where shit hits the fan. This is where at least 90% of you that are following me now um, have, have sort of introduced me at when I was, or were introduced to me at the age of 19, when I was 19, because this is when I you know, started my fitness uh, Instagram and, you know, I started to really take fitness seriously. 19 was the first year that I ever competed. I was 19 years old um, and it started because, and I told the story a couple of times on, on the podcast already, I started competing as a response because my girlfriend actually left me. And it was me and my buddy, Matt, who's also another Matt, who also like fitness, who, I mean, I went to high school with. We used to party with back, like, when we were kids and all that stuff. Um, and he's like, yo, bro. He was also going through a uh, a breakup. And he's like, bro, we've got to train together. we got to level up. Like, bros got to watch bros back. And I'm doing a competition. And I want you to do one, too, because I ain't going to do this shit alone. And, like, I was like, oh, fuck, I don't want to do that. Like, bodybuilding is gay. Like, I already, you know, liked pu- uh, pumping iron and all that stuff. Like, I had... F- a blast training every single time, and I didn't actually think bodybuilding was gay, but I just couldn't see myself dead wearing a fucking underwear in front of 100 people, anyway, he ended up convincing me, and, um, you know, I, I, we went to the same show, we competed, and we did well, um, I, I won my first show, he placed second in his first show, he did excellent, we both, it was our first show, we fucking killed it, um, and then he told me, he's like, yo, you know what, bro, this is, like, I think you're calling, you need to, like, do this, and then I thought to myself, like, when was the last time I was competitive, right? It was wrestling. And when I stopped being competitive and I stopped, you know, training for like a purpose to improve myself or to improve my skill, that's when like all my other depression would start to like settle in, right? So I realized the perfect antidote to that would be like uh, taking up another sport or like something else to occupy me physically, right? So that happened i was depressed at 19 years old did my first show my buddy was there to support me we hit gym after night shifts you know hired a coach did my first bodybuilding show in lawn that was awesome 19 was cool 20 was when shit started to get a little bit more real for me and i started to get a little bit more tapped into who i uh, and becoming. I fired the coach that I worked with at the time for various reasons. I won nationals, self-coached, became more confident, started coaching others as a side hustle on, on the side of like my full-time security gig that I was doing. And I would also add another job and start bouncing at the clubs at 20. Right. And then 21, um, I really started to look at the mirror and I'd get ashamed of shit that originally wouldn't bother me. Right. At the time I was okay with like having like shameless, unprotected sex with like random girls. Like I was cool with that. But at 21 I like looked at myself in the mirror like that's this has got to stop. So I slowed down the meaningless sex, slowed down the substance abuse. I wasn't perfect, but I slowed it down and I made an intentional effort, just as you might be making right now. I forgave my mom for the heartache. I took care of my dad even more. I partied less, I worked more, and through that I was able to place, you know, second at the at my very second bodybuilding nationals. Right. And I hired business mentors and started taking online coaching seriously because I realized that, you know, I want to create like this lifestyle for myself where I have freedom and where it's also centered around what made my life so fucking amazing, which is the gym. The gym has literally saved me from every fucking downfall that I've ever had in my entire life since I was born. So I said, if anything, I'm going to teach other people how to get similar results or at least most of the benefit that. You get from being physically active in the gym. I'm going to teach people how to, you know, get those benefits and also see that reflect in their physique and in their mentality and then the way they they treat themselves and others. Right. So that's when it became like an overriding passion. I was like, you know what? I don't want to be a cop anymore. I'm already in the gym more than I can even count. I can't stop myself from training. I'm addicted to this. So why not, you know, make this what my life is about since it's already what my life is about. And then, you know, it was a coincidence by the time I was 22, I got laid off um, from both my security gigs, the, the club bouncing and, and, and uh, the full-time security gig I had at an auction lot. And essentially, it forced me to dive in and go all the way in with my online coaching business, which is the Natural Nomad Academy. Um, and that, honestly, was one of the best things I ever did. To dive in and to get the... Just to have that support that I invested in with my mentors in the community that I'm in. Is the reason why I'm here today, and I'm able to like train whenever I want, eat whenever I want, live stream podcasts whenever I want, you know, and just live the life that I want, go on vacation whenever I want, and all while helping other people get results they want, with not only their physique but with their mindset and their ability to be consistent and disciplined in their life. So it was really, really the turnaround year for me, going from uh, age 20 to 20, 21 to 22, because that was the the COVID era, right? And around then, I made other commitments to myself when it, you know, came to limiting my bad habits. Because I never, if you've noticed throughout the entire story here, and and I never really like just cut shit out ever because it's never worked that way for me. It's always been I slowly reduce it over a period of time, right? And so um, when it comes to like ingesting cannabis, right, or smoking, I, you know, made a commitment to myself. I said 22 is the year that I quit using a lighter to smoke. And for those of you that do know or that have been following me for a while, you know that sometimes I do talk about marijuana on the timeline or in some episodes. And I'm not a big advocate of using a lighter for weed. Why? Because you're inhaling carbon monoxide and monoxide is bad for you. So I've used other alternatives like a decarboxylation or uh, vapor through like a ceramic chamber. This means nothing to you if you don't you don't ingest cannabis. So if you don't ingest cannabis, completely fucking ignore what I'm saying. But definitely, I just started to make, long story short, healthier alternatives and replacements um, like edibles and stuff like that instead of using a lighter to smoke, right? Um, so I also, you know, controlled drinking, you know, to less than four times a month, which was impossible for me to do before, but I ended up doing that, made massive gains, met my second love, you know, and I'm just going to be honest with you. I'm going to tell you all everything here. Um, I also subcontracted out my business to business partners for the first time. That was a wonderful experience. I was able to win a show with um, a really talented coach and learn a lot about business from really talented um, uh, CEOs. And it was pretty cool. It was really, really cool. It was a nice experience that I, I went through at age 22. And I surrounded myself with more b- mentors and coaches and people that had um, an identical mindset to to what I had, which was like you want to live a life that is full of freedom and fulfillment and purpose that also revolves around the gym. And then having that complement my lifestyle as a, at the time, amateur bodybuilder, right? So um, I still struggled mentally during COVID. Like I really, at the beginning half of COVID, I was pretty much a full-fledged alcoholic, right? Didn't tell anybody really because you don't want to, like everyone wants to look perfect online. Um, But that's something I definitely went through, which is also why I controlled my drinking to less than four times in a month after I sort of went over that bender right, Um just, this is just me being honest, okay, this is me just making a confession to you that I am not perfect, I'm letting you know who I am, with all my imperfections, because all you pretty much see is just me flexing when I'm shredded, looking my absolute fucking best, and it's not everything, it's not all that comes with me, okay, Um also, that year, when I was 22, my mother got really sick, and she was in the hospital, and that fucking sucked, and I also lost 30 pounds to win a show with my coach, the same coach that I talked about earlier on uh, at age 22, which is um, a a, a uh, we'll say he was also a business partner at the time when I subcontracted out my country, my uh, company uh, with theirs. All right. So it was a pretty I learned a lot that year. I went through quite a bit of pain that year, um, but it was mainly just a year where I was fighting and or combating like my old bad habits and developing. Right. Which is sort of the theme for every year. The year after that is where shit just exploded. I broke up with that girlfriend because I just realized I couldn't focus on my energy on that. I hit my first five-figure month as a self-employed um, you know, man, as an entrepreneur. Um, and I won my second national title. So I became a two-time Canadian champion. Also, I became an IFBB pro at age 23 that year, right, so I started to feel more proud of myself, like, I wanted to be an IFBB pro for years, and it finally happened, you know, I started to, like, feel more proud about myself, I met my business mentors in person for the first time, which is fucking awesome, and I've definitely got to see them again, I always wait too long for that, I definitely miss them, and my, and my buddies there, my other colleagues in the mentorship community, which is, if you're a personal trainer listening to this, called the PC Domination Changed Lives Academy, worth every fucking penny. Don't even ask me if you should do it. Just do it and then tell me about your results after. It's that good, right? It's the reason why I've been self-employed for like three years. <laughs> anyway, um, you know, I made lifelong friendships. And also, my dad got in a horrible truck accident, almost lost his left arm, and I fully became my dad's backbone at age 23, which was um, two years ago, right? 2021. And now 2022, turn 24, I'm still my dad's backbone, planning my pro debut for the following year, uh, focusing on myself and my clients, spreading knowledge, inspiration, and love through my posts, through this, the podcast, and whatever medium that I use to communicate and or converse with you guys and girls here, um, helping whoever I can, honestly. I still enjoy drinks occasionally, like who the fuck doesn't? I mean, I do. I enjoy cannabis occasionally, and I like training like a demigod. I train fucking hard. I eat like a lion, and I learn from my mistakes as as well as learning from my mentor's mistakes and try my best not to replicate them, right? And that's age 24. That's me, like, right now, right? And so 25 in the future, which is in a couple of months, I don't know what the fuck that's going to look like. We're going to have to see. But I know for a fact it is going to be great, okay? And that's that's what I really wanted to just tell you guys here. <laughs> If there's anything that you've noticed, first of all, thank you for sticking around for 30 fucking minutes. You did not have to give me 30 minutes of your time. But if you notice anything here, from age 0 to 24, going to 25, everything, every year, got better and worse at the same time. There was always one good thing to be happy about or one bad thing to be mad about or sad about. But the main thing here is that every single year, I focus on improving. Not... By jumping leaps and bounds, but just by being consistent and making small changes, like reducing the amount of alcohol that I would drink, you know, uh, changing the way that I would ingest cannabis, you know, reducing the frequency of both, okay, um, increasing my intention when it comes to training, you know, giving myself more time with recovery, you know, taking advantage or taking control of my life and creating a life that I want by starting a business. Slowly, these things manifested from one thing to another. Okay, and I'll be honest with you, you probably heard some fucked up shit that you never knew about me. You would have never thought that, you know, I was I would have been who I was. Right. You probably heard more bad things than you saw good things in here. But look, that's life. And I'm not perfect. I don't want you to think I'm perfect. And neither are you. Okay. but one thing I can say is the longer that I've been alive, the better life got, even with the bad shit, the better it got, because with the bad shit, the more capable I became which you have more than enough power to actualize yourself. Like you can do that yourself as well because I am not better than you. You are not better than me. We are humans and we can do this like period. Okay. If I can make my dreams come true, there is no reason or excuse why you can't, even if you are disabled. Cause I've got people in my corner that are the same way they're disabled, but they're the same way as me. Okay. Regardless of your age, especially If you work hard enough, that's true. All right. So again, guys and girls, thank you so much for supporting my journey. I am grateful for each and every single one of you. And I really, really, really fucking mean that. I didn't think I'd make it past 17. Let's be honest. Okay. I did not think I would make it past 17, but here we are. Life is crazy. Isn't it? (laughs) If you're listening to this, you like this episode, definitely shoot me a message and tell me one thing that I don't know about you. You can message me on any social media platform. I'm everywhere. You can just Google me. I'll be there. Okay, that is it. That's all. If you like this episode, share it out with a friend. I hope I was able to deliver a valuable experience to you guys and girls today. Thank you so much for your time and attention. Do not forget to screenshot and share this podcast out to your friends. Okay, you don't know, but someone might need to hear this. All right, so share this out to a friend that you know might need to hear this message. Let's embrace your inner me together, it's been nice chatting. Hope you like what today's topic was about. IFBB Pro Matt Boutale signing out. Oh, Thank you so much for your precious time and attention. This is the number one podcast for anyone on this planet, country, or nation who wants to get in the best physical shape for their next vacation. Don't forget to implement at least one thing from this podcast. Remember, information without implementation is just fucking noise. I provide actionable value for a reason, take full advantage of it. If you laughed, cried, got any value, motivation, or inspiration from this podcast, share it out to one friend who you know will enjoy it too. Shameless plug, subscribe to my YouTube channel, Matt Butale, if you want to know this meathead on a more personal level heads up it's not safe for work and it can get explicit viewers discretion is advised but i promise you will still laugh learn and get value also if you want to lose 25 pounds and become a part of the natural nomad academy and join the meathead community feel free to dm me and i'll see if you'll be a good fit let's embrace your inner head all right it's been nice chatting hope you like what today's topic was about Natural Nomad Academy Head Coach and Natural IFBB Pro Matt Butale signing out.